As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This is a monumental uh, thing here for me. You're my first guest I've ever had on my show. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's, uh, that's such an honor. <laughs> I know it is, isn't it? Um, yeah, I've never, I've been, I mean, um, I've been testing some conferencing equipment for so long, but I just downloaded this free one and I guess I can give it a shot here and try it and see how it comes out. And um, so, you know, I've, I've never had guests on my show. I've never just, because you know, I don't get many listeners anyway. I just do it for, as a hobby, but yeah. Um, yeah. No, I've listened but, before. It's good. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you like it. Um, yeah, welcome in uh, to my to my show, uh, folks. For for, for the people for the very few that listen, I got my first guest. It's uh, Coach Grubbs, Mr. Jeremy Grubbs. He's at I am Coach Grubbs and on Twitter, and he's a um, uh, he's a basketball veteran. Uh, as, as I can as I can tell, he's very well connected in the in the whole you know, grand scheme of basketball, it looks like, you you know, it seems like, you know, people and, you know, you have plenty of connections, I, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm in my 13th year coaching basketball. I was a manager for Jamie at Pitt and, uh, you know, he's helped me up with a couple of jobs along the way, D2 job, a high school head job. And I've been in the, like the prep circuit for, this is my sixth year on the prep or uh, that might be wrong. And this is my seventh year on the prep circuit. So oh, I was wow. in some prep for three years and then uh, moved up to Pittsburgh, uh, back to Pittsburgh, and was first love Christian. This is my fourth, uh, fourth year with them. That's awesome. Um, I, I didn't realize you were a manager for, for Jamie. I actually met Jamie Dixon one time, and it was it was at an airport, actually. It was at Pittsburgh International, and I was uh, picking up a friend. He was there with a recruit, I think, Dwight Miller. And... <laughs> And um, I think he had Kevin Jones from West Virginia, who committed to West Virginia. I guess he had him there, and I think he had Dwight Miller there. And gotcha. I think Kevin, yeah, Kevin went to, went to West Virginia for Huggins, and you know Dwight Miller, I think, was from Houston actually. And right. I think he right. was. He landed yeah. Dwight. I don't remember what happened to him after he came here, though. No, I. You know what's hilarious is on the Panther on the Panther Lair board, people people thought he was going to be a future NBA player because you know that's right. You know because because right. you know every time a player every time a player goes you know every time Green Tree would come up that Green Tree League, you know every every yep. player was a lottery pick or you know I mean people thought JJ Moore was going to be a was was going to be a one and done. Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 league really made it look like a lot of uh, pickup heroes look like. <laughs> Stud, you know. Yeah, yeah I remember just... the game. Keith Benjamin had like sixty some points the one game, and uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't remember how many times he even got the double digits during his pit career. <laughs> no, he never, he never saw significant playing time up until probably his senior year, and I think Jamie had no choice but to play him at that point. Because right, right. And, and for, fortunately, it worked out for him. I mean, he. He had some decent ga- uh, games here and there, but I think his issue was was always his defense. I think was his problem. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and he was just he was such a tweener as far as like his size. You know, he's only about six two, so you know he was athletic, but it was just you know could, he really couldn't play the one. And they had Ron and Levan, so he was kind of yeah. kind of stuck in a, a difficult position. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, because there, there was by that time there were so many other players. You know, I mean, I mean at least Terrell, I mean Terrell Biggs. I mean, eventually he developed into something towards you know towards the end of his career. He was you know a very serviceable player. Yeah. I, by the way, it, I I still think if Mike Cook doesn't tear his ACL, then that team wins the national championship that year. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that really. That team was that team was so complete it was ridiculous. Yeah, that was. Um, I remember that. I remember that game as well. He um, and it was weird too because I mean, like, uh, I was I was watching the West Virginia Duke game where Deshaun Butler, you know, got need, and I was like. I was like, for some reason, every time play, guys teams play Duke, it seems like players uh, mysteriously get their knees or ankles blown out for some reason. Right. Yeah. Right. It's I guess that that's was, their style that of play. Also, that was also the game uh, of the famous Levant step back against Duke in the Garden. So yeah, it was like a you know a bittersweet night for everyone who's in that locker room. Yeah, I'm sure. I um, because they they were they got to a decent start even without Cook. And, well, no, they. I think they also lost Levance for part of that year too. Or he, he got hurt. Yeah, for a little so bit, I yeah, yeah. So that was my senior year. And Cook tore his ACL that game. Next game, we go to Dayton. We get smacked, and Levance lands on some chick's uh, some yep. cheerleader's uh, ankle or something, and he's out for Dayton. you know a couple weeks. Which, which yeah, I that... actually, I think it was, I think it was actually a blessing in disguise for the Big East tournament run because he. Yeah. You know, they were able to play Keith more. They were able to play Ron more to one. It kind of gave them some different looks and different, uh, yeah. you know, some some different options as far as going down the stretch. Oh, it did. I mean, they, um, yeah, they. I remember, and then I remember they just went on a big. I mean, they in the middle of the year they had like a little. I don't know if it was fatigue or what, but then they just caught their second win towards the end of the end of the. You know, there was that Syracuse game where they came back. And yep. they, they yep. and, and they just had, they just had a whole bunch of momentum going to that tournament, and they just uh, they they tore apart you know Georgetown that you know the, the championship game. I mean, yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, I mean, they lost to Michigan State. I mean, they they, they had to play Drew, Drew Neitzel and Tom Izzo in the in the NCAA tournament is always going to be a, a pain to play against, to play against. No doubt, no doubt. And but it set the tone for the next year, and they you know they just unfortunately they just you know. You know, Sky Round just made – he just made made the shot. You know, it's – Yeah, Scotty freaking Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, but go, going back to when I met Jamie, he talked to me – I mean, he actually talked to me. He took down my, my information, and he actually uh, – he, he, he supposedly left me tickets to, at the will call for um, – I think it was for an I, a game against IUP. And turns out he never left them. <laughs> he never put them <laughs> in. So oh, I – um. Geez. And, and of course, the people looked at me like I was crazy that he left them for right. me. And I was like, "Oh shit!" And uh, I was like, "You know what? It, you know, it, it doesn't matter as long." I mean, he took down my name and number. The fact that he actually talked to me and you know and you know you know asked me if I wanted tickets to the game, and he did feel really good about the season about Lanny Dwight Miller and all that. I mean, he you know he you know because there was always talk there was always talk about Jamie and his personality that he was dry or he was you know he just you know. But you know, when I talked to him. I thought he was, you know, I was like, shoot, he's probably one of the nicest guys you would, you know, to talk to. I mean, 
So, yeah, I think, I, I don't I think he's like, he, he's the kind of guy who like, you know, once you get him going, like he's got a, like a, he's got a great personality, he's funny, yeah. you know, and, and like, and, and he really like enjoys talking to people, but like, then there's other times like, you know, if he doesn't know you, like, now this is a time obviously he didn't really know you, but like, you know, mm-hmm. if he, if he, like, if he's like in an awkward situation, so I think that's, that's where he kind of got that bad rap. I think he has a great personality. You know, when, when I still talk to him every mm-hmm. once in a while, you know, he always makes me laugh when we're on the phone. So, uh, you know, he says something that's pretty funny, pretty typically, uh, you know, in our conversation. So, and I think, you know, I think he gets a bad rap for that, but, you know, I think he's just a little bit guarded. Oh, I'm sure. And, um, you know, he, you know, obviously today he, um, they, they, they knocked off Texas in the, uh, big, big 12 tournament. I mean, they brought him in, I guess. One of the reasons why they brought him in was to get that program up to par with the Texas, the Texas Techs, the Baylors. And, uh, you know, he hit a, he had a little bit of a rough stretch the last few years, I guess, with, you know, he lost some players and, and I guess this year he, you know, he, he landed some really good players in the transfer portal. And, right. Uh, and I mean, there was some, I mean, he, he got guys from LSU. One guy was from Texas Tech, one guy was from LSU. And, you know, and I mean, whatever he did, it, he, it, it pieced together because now he's, he's back in the tournament. Yeah. He, and, he made a really good hire in the offseason. Uh, uh, Jamie McNeely, who was with uh, Buzz Williams for a real long time, he's kind of like, this guy was with Buzz Williams for 16 years, I think, like dating all the way back to Marquette. And I think he played for him in New Orleans. And uh, oh. he's, yeah, so he's just, he, he's a really good, really connected in the uh, Canadian uh, basketball circle. So, you know, he, he, he's got, he's got a lot of juice with all those Canadians. And, you know, so it was a really good hire for him to hire him. And I know he brought, he brought the Miller kid with him and, yeah. uh, you know, they and then the Mike Miles. Uh, I don't know if you've watched him much, but Mike Miles yeah. is terrific. Oh yeah, he's really yeah. good. Yeah, he's. I mean, uh, you know, obviously. I mean, uh, you know, Jamie was obviously going to go to. I think he. I think if, if TCU doesn't know where to buy out, he probably went. He probably ended up at UCLA. And um, I think I was reading it's uh, one one of the guys at the Fort Worth, you know, Telegram, wherever the, where the paper is. I guess they just got a new AD and he didn't want to let Jamie Dixon, you know, he didn't want to be basically his first year going on a head coach search for basketball. So he had to keep Jamie Dixon because he needed, you know, he basically needed a basketball coach. And, you know, I think, I think obviously after this year, I think he's probably going to, you know, he'll be a TC for a while. I think for a long, longer while now. I don't think yeah, he's I think leave. he'll finish his career there at this point, just because, you know, he's, he, he's, it's got to be 53 or 54. I, you know, I can't see him coaching past 65. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think no. he's one of these guys like Bayheim or, or Krzyzewski. So, mm. uh, you know, I, I think he'll probably end up finishing his career at TCU. Yeah, and I could see him probably doing, I guess he's done, he's got experience with, uh, you know, with CBS and, you know, when he's not, you know, when he was not in the tournament or when, you know, he, Spent time and obviously in the in the booth, you know, with the other with the other guys, you know, I could probably I could probably see him doing something like that. I mean, he's you know, he, I think he uh, he's got the personality for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And, you know, he's one of he's one of the guys, few guys who's pretty good on those things. Some of those guys just uh, come off as uh, jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh definitely. So. 
But so I'm looking. What, what I'm other look, games have you been watching this week? Um, I mean, I've been I've been flipping through. I mean, uh, I haven't really gotten t- t- too entirely involved in college hoops this year. Uh, I think this past pit season pretty much drained my some of my energy out <laughs> for college yeah, hoops. I can, I can feel you there. I mean, plus the ACC wasn't really ex- that, that exciting in the league this year, but. I mean, look right. at, I mean, uh, you know, and obviously, I mean, it's, I mean, looking here, it's the usual suspects. I mean, uh, I did, I did, I did love watching UCLA this year and last year when uh, they made, they, when they made the run, you know, to the final four, you know, with, with uh, Johnny Juzang, I think his name is, uh, yep. you know, Mick Cronin, you know, gets to a final four. I mean, uh, he had some, he had really good, he had some decent uh, Cincinnati teams. They just never, you know, they could, they could, they could just never get past, you know, you know, the first or second round. But uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I really, I, I love Nick Cronin as a coach. I think he's a really good coach, but like you said, you know, he struggled a little bit getting past uh, a certain point at Cincinnati, but once you get that, you know, that bigger job, the better job, it kind of takes yeah. care of itself. Uh, oh yeah. You know, yeah, cause look at- got some stars out there. Yeah, because look at Ben Helen when he left Pitt, he had you know he got to the to the finals a few times, and he had like right, Kevin Love, right. Russell Westbrook. I mean, he was able to get get guys, and I think I think he lost. I think what hat what hurt him at the end was he lost. I guess I don't know if his recruiting fell off or he lost track of recruiting the right players, and it just uh, it, it basically fell apart for him. Right. Yeah, I don't really know what went on there. It just I kind of just uh, uh, I just remember you know I just. Remember, yeah, and I just remember Bill Walton pretty much ripping him every other broadcast, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how high was Bill Walton when he was doing that, though? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but I see Gonzaga, obviously, is at the top again. And, I mean, they went to the finals last year, but I'm not sure if they'll ever win a title. I mean, they hit, you know, Mark, Mark Few has been doing this for so long. And, you know, I don't know if he can get the, you know, I don't know if he has the players to, you know, to do it again. I mean, I, I mean, sure, a Final yeah, Four run, that- but. I, I actually think this is like their most complete team that they've had. Uh, oh, I think really? they have, like this is to me this is their best team, and I think they have a shot to win it all. Just I think Chet Holmgren's you know either the second or third best player in the country. You know they got guards like Strother, mm-hmm. Bolton. Uh, I I coached Razier Bolton in Huntington Prep actually. Uh, oh wow! He's you know he's he's phenomenal. Um, you know they just, I think they're pretty complete. Uh, Team. By the way, going back to uh, Johnny Juzang, uh, mm-hmm. did you know that his uncle is Michael Cooper? Really? From the oh man. yeah, the voice Name. of the Lakers and played with the Lakers. Oh man, that name Michael Cooper. And then, yep. and then his and then his grandpa or his grandpa-in-law or something like that. He's related somehow to Smokey Robinson as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the exact logistics of that, but I just know. He's he's related to both. I know I know the uncle for sure, but like I don't know how exactly he's related to Smokey Robinson. But I thought that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that's that's crazy. Yeah, I just yeah. see I, I see I see Arizona obviously is at the top again, and Baylor's Baylor, and I think you know Auburn obviously. You got the, Bruce Pearl's the coach. Um, of course, uh, people are gonna pretty much. People can't stand Bruce Pearl for obvious reasons. I, you know, I, you know, so, you know, basically we'll have that to deal with again, where he people say how much of a crook, a criminal he is, and Kentucky's obviously Kentucky, you know, because Calipari and you know Kansas, Duke, Villanova, it's just 
it's always the same ones, same things. You know, same yeah, usual suspects. it seems like it is like the same like eight or nine programs, and then, but I mean, yeah. at least like there's not one like like last year. It kind of seemed like it was destined to be uh, yeah. Gonzaga and and uh, and and Baylor the entire year. At least this year's like kind of like wide open to where it could be any of those teams. Yeah, you that's know, what it looks I, like yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be an interesting tournament as far as that that's concerned. I just, you know, I think some of these teams, I I don't really think Duke's going to make a long run just because I, I just there's something about their team that seems off. But yeah. uh, any of those other teams, I could see winning it, and and I I don't know about Villanova either. I haven't watched them enough to even really comment other than knowing who they have on their team. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, they, it seems like those teams are pretty much the main teams. I can't see anybody else really winning it, you know? Nah, no, it's just, it's just, I mean, the, AC, the ACC's been down. I guess, you know, the, you know, when, you know, Carolina had to replace their coach. Now Duke has to replace their coach, and, you know. Yeah, I think that's, like, the main thing is, you know, these guys these guys have gotten old, the, you know, the yeah. best coaches, and, and then, like, you know, I I I know Hubie Davis a little bit. He's a gr- you know great dude, but you know, is he is he, does he should his first head coaching job be North Carolina? Like, kind of crazy. I think like the SEC is just out like outmaneuvered the ACC yeah. to get the best coaches. Yeah, I mean they just it's like the ACC sat back and just you know I guess you know SEC was known more for football, but then they saw the money aspect in college hoops and those programs. They just took that football money and they just wouldn't got the best coaches. I mean, they may have been the slime. Some of them may have been the slimiest coaches, but they win games. I mean, they grabbed, I mean, Tennessee grabbed Rick Barnes from Texas and Texas was done with him. And they just, you know, he's got Tennessee back up to his respectable level, you know, in terms of college hoops, but you know, I'm not sure if he'll, not sure if he'll get them over, you know, get them over a hump. Like he did, you know, I guess when he hit, you know, I guess when Texas, he took him to, to at least the final four, I think, but I think with Durant, I think, no, I, they, actually, it was with uh, T.J. Ford. Oh, yeah, that's they, right. They, they lost in the first round with Durant. I don't yeah, know how, T- they lost in the first round somehow. I remember now. They beat West Virginia. Um, Kev, I remember Kevin Pitsnogle, I guess they were losing. Pitsnogle drained that deep th- that three. Off, he was off balance. And yep. it, was tie- yep. it, it was tied. And I think I, I think Texas drove down the court, I guess. And I, think, I think it may have been Ford or somebody. I think it was him. It was one of them hit a game-winning three as the as the as the, time, as the buzzer ran out. And yeah, yeah. I don't remember exactly how it went down, but that sounds about right. And, uh, and I just remember I, I went to the West Virginia message boards, and they were all in in tears because that whole group of Gansey, Pitts, Nogle, A Bear, those guys that that whole team was gone. It was over. It was all over. Yeah, you know, as much as I hate West Virginia, that team, and and I couldn't stand Pitts, Nogle. The rest of that team wasn't really that unlikable. No, it, like, they weren't. Mm-hmm. It was hard to hate like them. Gansey was like Gansey was like the type of you know, uh, you know the type of dude that like, you know, every white guy thinks they are like <laughs> just like exactly. solid as hell and makes shots and plays hard and uh, Beeline's son was kind of annoying, but um, you know the rest of those dudes were kind of like, you know, they were, they just seemed like you know, decent dudes. So, uh, and Pitsnog was obviously a thorn in our side and couldn't stand him, but, uh, oh, yeah. you know, you had to respect him. Like, yeah, they, they, you know, that, that, that team was, uh, like, like the 2010 team that they had that went to the final four. I, I like, I didn't like any of those dudes. 
No. You know, they were very easily hateable. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it kind of sucked off the uh, – you know, for us, it sucked all those years to get to an Elite Eight, and then West Virginia goes to a Final Four, and then we obviously can't go. And I had I had Final Four tickets down in Houston when uh, Pitt was a one seed. And then, of course, the Butler game happened. And, you know, oh, I – and I, um, I mean, I was going regardless because it was there. But I, you know, God, I was, I was stuck watching you, UConn and Butler in the finals, and that was probably one of the most under boring games I've ever watched. I mean, it yeah. was just, you know, yeah, it, it was all defense no, and no, no, nobody. Do you, do you think if Gilbert Brown hits that second free throw, that that Pitt makes that same run that Butler made? That's hard to say. I, I'm, yeah, part, part. Because uh, that team was kind of um, – I don't know what it was with that team that year. They just – they were really talented, but they – there was games and some instances where they did stuff where you, where you, just, where you just scratched your head. Right, and, right, right, right. And, of course – And then, that, and then uh, they, started, they started a six-foot-four power forward, so uh, – not Yeah, Nazi, and he mm-hmm. – he was he yeah. was good, but you know it just it it always gave you a little bit of a uh, you know it was it always gave you a little bit of a uh, uh, disadvantage to be starting someone that short at the at the four, you know. Yeah, I I don't, I I have a hard time believing they would have gotten any further than what they did. I mean they I mean their their path looked easy that year, and but um, right, it, right. But everything everything looks good on paper, but it's all about matchups and. I mean, right. if you can expo- right. if you can expose if you expose a six four you know, power forward, you can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's... yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, what Gami was. Go ahead. Yeah, that's that's what Gami was. Uh, was you know, you know, they always made some head scratching decisions, and of course, that you know, him fouling, I guess, him fouling, um, <laughs> um, what's his name, a flopper, Matt Howard, a flopper. Uh, pretty much, yep. you know, that, that's pretty much summed up that team for me. I mean, they, I mean, it just, for some reason, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what it was with Jamie, but it just seemed like the, when he got the tournament, it just seemed like, you know, I don't know if he was tight or if he, you know, it just something just, you know, always went wrong. Yeah. I think it was a combination of that. And then, you know, they, they, they never had like the, the guy that like all these other teams had that it was like, you know, you got to go get a bucket. Like, you know, yep. they, you kind of got, like, you got to have a guy in the tournament who you can just say, hey, you know, clear out, go get a bucket. And, you know, as good as Brad Wanamaker was, as good as LeVance was, as good as, yep. you know, some of these guys were, like, you know, they're not like a Dwayne Wade or, you know, and nope. not the but- that Butler team really had that. I mean, Sheldon Mack was good, but, you know, was, you know, he wasn't that good. But, um, you know, if you look at, like, a Kemba or, you know, uh, Shabazz Napier or any of those guys, you know, yeah. the guards from Baylor last year, like they were all like, you know, they're all guys you could just say, Hey, like go rock out and go get a bucket. And <laughs> exactly. I don't remember the last time Pitt had somebody like that. It's no, probably been I'm... since Vince Vontigo coming. Vontigo. Yeah. I, mean, I can't remember any other pick guard in my lifetime who could just go get a bucket when they said that, you know, go get a bucket. I mean, uh, let's yeah. count Ricardo Greer as a guard. Yeah, Ricky. Um, yeah, that was yeah, – that's pretty much – yeah, that's the last time I can remember that. Yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, this – you know, 
But even after Jamie left, uh, it seemed like Pitt had guards, but they could they had no inside presence. And this year, you know, they they had John Hewley, but they didn't have you know they really didn't have anybody else to help him. I mean, they had some guards, but I mean, I mean, uh, this team in in general, I mean, over, I mean, on paper, you can tell this was going to be a bad year for them. And yeah, it was yeah. just uh, it, it was just difficult to lose that many you know key components to the to the uh, transfer portal and then, yeah. you know, having to replace all those guys and unexpectedly, you know, and not really, you know, thinking you're going to have that many spots and for high school kids or anything. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you got to fill it with transfers. If that's not something that you're used to, then it's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, you know, yeah. but that's kind of how every coach is going to have to maneuver at this point. Um, yeah, you know, and they did. They didn't do a terrible job of it. it you know, obviously Burton worked out well, yeah. uh, and, and Mo Guy obviously was the however you say his name. He was obviously incredible uh, yeah. for Pitt this year. So, uh, you know, they didn't do a terrible job of it. it just you know, it seemed like the pieces never really gelled, and obviously Horton and Nike's uh, situations didn't help uh, the season go as planned. So. Um, you know, I, I I think there's there's some things there that you could say like you know if they if this if this happened or that happened like you know maybe they go ten and ten eleven nine twelve and eight something like that in the league and yeah. we're having a completely different conversation at that point but uh, you know you can only say that for so long <laughs> before you have oh, to exactly. actually do it you know yeah exactly because I look at because um, Burnley back next year or Healy Healy you know is slated to come back you know. Uh, Femi Okudel, uh, Dolly, we'll probably pronounce it. He'll, I mean, he'll be back. Uh, Ethel Horton will be back. And hopefully, you know, Knight comes back, but they're going to have to, um, you know, they had, they had one, they had one recruit that was Judah Mintz that was, that was supposed to come and he decommitted because I guess he was going to be the only, you know, player there, I guess. And now they're going to have to go pretty much in the transfer portal and, and just, you know, I guess, find the right pieces and hope they can put something together. I mean, that's really all I can do at this point with them. Yeah. You know what? I actually, we, my team went down and played Oak Hill uh, two weeks ago and I saw Judah Mintz and, and he's not, you know, I think he's a good prospect. I don't think he would have helped Pitt that much next year. Uh, he's got some talent, but I just think he, he you know, he's going to need a year before he's, he's really going to come into his own in college. I, I think that's kind of like shown in who's offered him since, he de- decommitted from Pitt too. I mean, he's choosing between like DePaul and you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. NC State. Uh, so I think like kind of people have kind of figured out that, you know, that he ain't going to help next year because all these coaches that I've talked to, they're all just saying transfer portal, transfer portal. You got to get older, got to get older. So yeah. it's just a real bad time for high school recruiting anyway. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't know how much he would help that team. I think he kind of overlaps a lot of the skill sets on the team right now. I mean, he's not, you know, would you rather have a 19-year-old Judah Mintz or a 24-year-old Nike? Yeah, I'm not even gonna try to say his last name. Would you? Yeah. You know, I think you're gonna go with the 24-year-old. You know? Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. That's that's the that's the issue I see is that all their guards have like overlapping skill sets. You know, like other than Horton, mm-hmm. they're like they're all combo guards. Like you know, they they need somebody I think who who can. And, and you can find this in the portal who can just really go out and, you know, run a team, get you in some stuff, you know, take a guy off the dribble and, and get open shots and all that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. for other guys. Um, 
you know, and then I think you move Femi to the three and kind of play him in a, in a, uh, you know, a hybrid role and you kind of, you know, you get multiple, you get, you get multiple, uh, roles filled with just getting one, one guy like that, you know, and you can get lucky like Wake Forest did with Alondis Williams, like, yeah, you know, who would have thought that that guy coming from, you know, I don't even know where he was from, but he averaged six points per game last year and he ended up being the ACC player of the year. Like, you know, you can get real lucky like that. Uh, and I think part of that luck was that Steve Forbes is a terrific coach and, uh, you know, he knows how to build teams like that because he was a Juco guy for so long. But, uh, oh, yeah. you know, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, it's just um, it helps being a JUCO coach because you know you're when you're a JUCO coach, you got put the you know you got put the right pieces together, you know because you're you know, you're not gonna have those you're going through lots of players every year, so it's right. you know right. So so you have that type of mindset, especially in today's way the way the transfer portal is. I mean, it's um, you know, it's pretty big, and I'm just wondering, you know, because I know towards the end of Dixon's tenure, Pitt, I remember. He ran into some issues where he lost an entire lost an entire recruiting class. I mean, he, you know, the after that, you know, the Butler team that you know, Ken Birch leaves after a few, you know, after a few games, and it's, uh, I think Malcolm, I think Malcolm Gilbert, they lost, and uh, they just um, they started losing players, and then of course he had to you know basically get players to come in, and you know some of them were uh, some of them were really really were really just players; they were just bodies at that point. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, most of that goes to, you know, a couple factors. Just like, I think, you know, he made some mistakes in hiring uh, assistant coaches. Yeah. And and then, like, the whole Ken Burst thing, like, ruined Pitt and Philly just because they had to take Jalen Bond out of their class. So, like, Philly was just shut off to Pitt at that point. Not that Jalen Bond I'm, ended up having a great career or anything, but. I remember uh, that because we sp- – because we spent so much time trying to break into Philly for um, for recruiting, and we were starting to get some players, and then when that happened, that was yeah, that pretty much that yeah. Hurt. So, um, you know, th- those kind of things just really hurt. And then, you know, being forced to take Slice back—not that you know Slice is bad, but Slice is back for a year and didn't land anybody because he went to Kentucky. Yep. Uh, so just the turnover eventually, it ended up catching up to him because like. At the beginning of his tenure, tenure, it was like, you know, Joe Lombardi gets a job. Like, you know, Mike Rice comes in for a year, he gets a job. Uh, yep. David Cox comes in for a year, he gets a job. Orlando gets a job. Like, it yep. was kind of like a hot place to be, to go, like, be like, oh, you're an assistant for Jamie, you're going to get a, you know, you're going to get a head coaching job. Yep. So, uh, you know, I think, like, that was kind of the, the turnover caught up with him as far as, like, with Pat's, after Pat Scary left uh, for Towson. And yeah. uh, it kind of just kind of just ruined him from there. Yeah, because that's what happened with Pat. I mean, it happened with Pat Arduzzi at Pitt too, because he was having he had a lot of turnover with uh, head coach with his, his assistants as well, and he hasn't had that problem lately. I mean, and now it's you know, I mean, he had that problem with offensive coordinator, which is something you don't want to have. And, right. Right. And I guess he's found the right pieces together, but he's you know he's you know on the defensive side he's he's kept you know Brandy Bates. Charlie Partridge, I mean, he's keeping those guys happy. I mean, that's a big thing. And, you know, if you keep – as long as you – if you can keep your coaches for a while, you, and, you know, the, you know, you, you, you obviously you can develop a good, um, you know, good, as I say, culture now is what they, what they say. So, but, yeah, I guess, yeah, he, no, you know, Jamie – and Jamie went through a lot yeah. of assistance, like you said. 
Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it like that's it's a lot different. Uh, whenever you only got three of them, than, yeah, you know, um, then with football where, you know, you can kind of lose one pretty much every year and not really miss a beat, depending on who it is. Obviously, if they lost Partridge, it would be pretty mm-hmm. devastating. Um, you know, but yeah, I think that was I think that's really contributed a lot to like the quote-unquote demise, you know, the demise into still making the NCAA tournament. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> obviously they fell off a bit, you know, but I think, you, you know, we'd all kill for those last couple of years at this point. Um, oh, yeah. Now we would. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 are your thoughts on uh, on the uh, Brennan Marion situation? <laughs> I, you know, I, I suppose he won the, he, I guess he won the offensive coordinator job, but if you look at his job history, he seems to he seems to be he seems like to he seems to change jobs every year. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's uh, just, I don't begrudge the man like because you gotta like you gotta you gotta promote yourself in this business and then you gotta like you gotta do what's best for you. But uh, I feel like he uh, he definitely uh, you know he kind of screwed himself a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, he put himself into a corner that he that I don't think he really wanted to be in. Now, I think he's probably happy with his job and money at Texas, but you know, I don't see how that guy doesn't want to live in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, he's he's living in Austin now, and I mean, it's very crowded there. And I mean, I mean, obviously, there's no state tax in Texas, and but uh, right, I mean, eventually, if he stays long enough in Texas, that's an there'll be an SEC job, but. If um, the thing about Texas is they're very cutthroat with coaches, and if he's not, if that receiver group isn't performing, I mean, if he has a down year with receivers, he can, he can, they, they'll easily get rid of him. And yeah, 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 for sure. And, and I mean, and did he like he only recruited one guy for Pitt, I believe. Yeah, I believe uh, he the, did. Yeah, the wide receiver for from Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he made some inroads for us, but um, he's very like active on social media. He kind of reminds he's kind of reminds me of a, he kind of reminds me of a wide receiver of the, of the NFL, and he's he's been passive aggressive on Instagram, you know, a few times and even on Twitter. But I mean, if you're an offensive coordinator, you can't really behave like that, you know. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah. if, if if I see my wide receivers coach doing that. Why would I? Why would I? Why would I promote you if you're gonna if you're behaving like that? So if something goes wrong in a game, are you gonna you know throw me under the bus? You know, go 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 on your page and start you know, you know, tweeting quotes and whatever else. And you know, it's just you know, you know he may. I mean, he may have to. You know, I mean, eventually put that aside if he wants. I mean, I'm sure he'll get promoted somewhere at one point. But you know, yeah, I think I think uh, you know. Him, it was probably probably naive of him to think that Narduzzi would change his entire offense in one year too, to uh, oh, ex- yeah the, to the go go the go go <laughs> offense. You know, like he's not gonna he's not gonna change what he's done for seven years. Is it seven years he's been a pit now? Is this his eighth year coming up? Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I think that was kind of naive to think that, which I'm sure he probably did think that. Like, oh, my offense is better. You're just gonna change it, like. You know, slow down there, dude. <laughs> yeah, and I, and, I, and our dude is more of a defensive guy, so he, I think, for him, he likes a balance. He doesn't want, 
he doesn't want an offense where they're going to just basically, you know, have two, three, two or three minute, you know, scoring drives and, you know, and his de- defense has to be back on the field. You know, he doesn't, right. want, you know, cause a lot of those, right. a lot of those offenses score a lot of points. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hurt his, you know, he doesn't want to have that, you know, put too much on his defense. But uh, I mean, this year, I mean, they, with Kenny, I mean, they, they threw the ball a lot this year. I mean, they did run it a bit, but they threw, you know, they, they were airing that thing off. Like it was, it was, it was a, Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're oh well, that means we're done in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, you, you, we do we do need to move on to cigars. Oh yeah, we do. We got to get into that. I guess uh, we've got five minutes left. Um, oh yeah, that's enough time to talk cigars. Yeah, let's let's do that for real quick, and then uh, I guess next next podcast we got we, next time we do this we got to do uh, we got we definitely got to do talk about the Am Sandler movies. So, oh I, I, yeah, yeah, I forgot all about the Adam Sam. That was a terrible take by you, by the way. That's uh, yeah. is not in his top five. Yeah, hold on, go with your top five right now before we start cigars. You, you know what? I stopped. I stopped really. I really didn't get too much into his uh, movies towards the end. But the, one of the first ones I've watched in recent that was, I guess, you know, last ten years. I thought it was my obviously my you know my first one obviously is going to be Billy Madison. Yeah, that's my number one. I think number two will probably be Happy. Uh, sure. There's been so many other ones. Uh, I did like Big Daddy. That wasn't that wasn't too bad of a film. I guess, and of course, there's Grown Ups. You're missing my favorite one. What was the The Wedding Singer? Oh shoot! You know what? And I just watched that too. That's that's how bad. That's my my favorite Adam Sandler movie. For me, it goes one, uh, one Wedding Singer, two. Big Daddy, three, Happy Gilmore, four, Billy Madison, five, uh, probably uh, Grown Ups. Yeah, because I think with, Billy, with Big Daddy, you saw more of a sentimental side of him. He with, with less, you know, it was it was more goofy. It was the goofiness, but him being more, I guess, the sentimental. Yeah, I mean, I guess, he's like, funny in it, but it's also like it's also like a good like you know story and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just a good movie in my opinion. And same with Wedding Singer. It's just you know, those those are just classic. Classic movies. Yeah, the, the, uh, the I mean the uh, the Wang Singer definitely because it was all it was about the eighties and uh, yeah, you know, the, yeah yeah yeah. Miami Vice. All right, you know, so on to cigars. Well, you know what? I was at the I was I was at a cigar shop the other night, and I guess because um, I used to order mine online, but I went to actual I went to an actual shop and I found two filthy hooligans from I guess from last I guess this past year, and yeah. There was two left, and I picked those up for St. Patty's Day. Oh, they're so, phenomenal, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, um, they they are made from Alec, Alec Bradley, and I think I've, I've been smoking a lot of Alec Bradley's cigars lately. They're, they're, he's got some, you know, um, they've got some really good stuff. You know, so. Yeah, I, mean, I I need to branch out a little bit because I'm like a slave to the to the uh, hooligans. Uh, so you're gonna have to throw me some suggestions here in the future, but um, you know, yeah, I got this you one. Yeah, I, I was probably intoxicated when I read it. <laughs> well, I probably don't remember. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's, there's there's a little shop on McKnight Road that you can go in, bring your own beer, and have a cigar, and uh, it's it's a pretty cool place that you know me and my friends have kind of gathered to watch uh, uh, March Madness the last couple of years and, and some big golf tournaments. So. That's what I'm planning on doing next week at some point. 
Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's a that's a good, that's a good time because usually I go on my patio and have a cigar and you know just do all that. But um, you know, like what I did last year was since I have a, a fire stick, I, I I moved my television by my window so I could at least watch the watch the games while I was out in the patio. <laughs> so I had nice. that going for me. Nice. <laughs> now, do you have any drinks with it, or do you just you just go some, straight cigar? Some, some, sometimes I go straight cigar. I'll have wine with it, or um, what's a good pairing? Is it like bourbons? A bur- yeah, we. Well, yeah, we. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got one minute. Uh, right. Yeah, I think bourbon is, but you know, I'm I'm kind of just like I'm kind of like you know I'm gonna have a beer to sip, you know, just because my mouth gets so dry, smoking the cigar. So that's kind of what I usually go with. That's a good idea. I'm gonna have to do I'm gonna have to do beer I beer because I or light beer because yeah I don't like the you know I, I usually keep water with me but um, sometimes funny like a combination of a good buzz. You know, I gotta have some. Sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. The only problem is if, if you're sitting for too long, it it, it can be a little uh, challenging to stand up. <laughs> oh yeah, but <laughs> definitely. But we got 15 seconds here, so I'm gonna end it here, man. It was awesome having yep, you on the good show. Good talking to you. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely do this again. All right, sounds good. Thanks, man. All right, later.